Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the third episode in our Premier Fitness podcast series, which looks to lift the lid off our fabulous sector and hear real-life motivational and inspirational stories. The title of this episode is Reach for the Stars, and I have done a full S-Club seven pose, um, and I'm delighted to have with me the very successful personal trainer is Mr. David Kingsbury. Uh, welcome, David. Thank you so much for uh, spending the uh, this hour with me, and I'm glad that you could just fit me in. Welcome. Good morning. Yeah. Um, thanks very much. No, it's an absolute pleasure, and thank you for inviting me on. Oh, no, no, no. It's, um, we are absolutely delighted. Now, you've got um, a really uh, fascinating story to share with our listeners. Um, and I guess the first thing I wanted to uh, ask you is uh, exactly how long have you been in the business? So I actually qualified as a personal trainer in 2007. Um, so I've been I've been doing this for a little while um, and I qualified, obviously, with, um, you know, with you guys. Yeah. And, and, you know, so back to sort of 2007, had you always planned on being a personal trainer? Was it always the plan? So for me, I got into personal training um, straight from college. So I was I was 17 when I started the personal training qualification and I was 18 by the time I finished it. Um, and, you know, I'd, I'd always been very, very passionate about health and fitness uh, and in particular my own exercise and training. And I'd competed to, you know, at a high level in various sports and that type of thing. And so for me, getting into coaching and personal training was the opportunity to continue my own you know, training because it's where I saw my, my life going, but also yeah. to then involve that with, within my career as well. So uh, a friend of mine had done the personal training course with you guys as well, and he was doing really, really well. He's very successful. And he actually, you know, he recommended it to me um, at that time. And uh, yeah, I went, I went straight, you know, straight into it, straight from college and, and got myself qualified. Excellent. Well, that's lovely to hear. Lovely to hear. And what? So you was said that you were really into kind of sports, but you know, did you did you have that sort of overwhelming desire to kind of help people? Um, you know, at a certain level, or you know, did you did you sort of have a plan in in terms of where you wanted to specialise at that point? Yeah, I mean, so I, you know, when I came into it at that point, there, I was I was very interested in sports performance and that side of things and I saw myself potentially heading down that route working possibly with athletes and and those types of you know in those types of areas yeah. and as I got started um, you know I, I really enjoyed working with people and helping them reach their goals um, even before I qualified I would do things like I was a member of a cycling club and I would help out coaching the circuit training sessions and this type of thing and so so for me I was you know, I was very much interested in, help, you know, already, already at that stage before starting, I was very interested in helping people to reach their goals and helping people to become fitter, healthier, um, whether that would have been specific goals for, you know, their, their individual sports or activities or just general health and wellness. Um, I was, you know, I was definitely interested in that type of thing coming into it. And would you, I mean, obviously we can't at the moment because of uh, the COVID restrictions, but would you re would you recommend that for people that are kind of doing their training, maybe to come and, or to go and help out where they can and to kind of get a bit of experience to build confidence? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, for me, when I, when I qualified, I wasn't a confident trainer initially. And I, I you, you definitely have to gain experience to build confidence. And 
when you start to see positive results with people and you start to see, you know, the, the positive changes you can make for someone in someone's life, it really does help to build your confidence as a coach and as a personal trainer so that you can, you know, be confident enough to help more people ultimately. And for me, that was, it was quite a slow process when I first qualified. Um, but, I, you know, I stuck at it. I worked really hard at it. And, um, you know, and my confidence grew over the years once I'd, once I'd actually qualified. Um, it's interesting that you say that you weren't uh, very confident because I would say that potentially that is quite a common thing. Can I just check where the lack of confidence was coming from? Was it the lack of confidence in terms of you worried that you wouldn't be able to learn the material whilst you're training or was it the fact that you worried, you know, how were you going to communicate with your potential clients or was it something else? Yeah, I mean, so so for me, a lot of that confidence initially would have been um, not necessarily around the delivery of the training and things like that, but it would have potentially been more around the actual kind of outreach and trying to speak to more people, trying to get more interest, trying to find new clients and those types of things. You know, that was an area for me where I where I did lack confidence. I did feel that once I um, was working with someone, I was I was quite confident in those situations. But a lot of the um, yeah, it was more around the outreach and trying to find clients and, and, to, and to get clients was where I was uh, quite nervous, um, I think, and, and not very confident. I think for me, you know, being uh, a personal trainer in 2007 and I was only 18 years old, I think that, that you know, I felt that perhaps uh, people wouldn't take me that seriously because I you know, was new to the industry. I was very young and these types of things. And I think that's part of the reason why. Um, but as I started to you know, gain clients and gain confidence, that all changed quite quickly. And did it kind of just, did it sort of increase with each client that you began working with? Because I think you're right, you know, just being kind of 18, you know, there, you know, isn't that much life experience. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, did you, did you find that, you know, as you progress from, you know, client one, client two, you know, did you sort of think, right, okay, so I've learned from that. Um, I won't do that again, or maybe I should do more of this. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So it, it absolutely, there was, you know, a learning process there. And, um, I, you know, I, I went into the industry by myself quite early on. Um, and so I, you know, I was not, you know, I wasn't working in gyms and things like this. I, I worked in a couple of gyms first, and then I actually worked in a, a private personal training studio. And then I went, I went at it on my own, basically. And yeah. so, you know, when, when you're going at it on your own completely, um, you know, you, you do have to be quite proactive in terms of trying to find new business and all these types of things. Um, and, you know, for me, a, a lot of that confidence came and um, was, you know, it, it, it did come once I actually started to get more clients in and to, to work through the process. And, you know, I, I think when you realize clients really enjoy it and they're going to continue training with you for months and years, of course, your confidence builds with that. And, and that's, uh, you know, and you learn a huge amount from that process as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And one thing I just want to just, you know, clarify with you and just to, you know, potentially get your agreement on is it's okay, isn't it, not to feel confident. Um, would you say that's quite a normal feeling when you yeah, start seeing you? Absolutely, absolutely. I think, you know, um, confidence comes from experience um, for, for a lot of people. I mean, some people are naturally very confident and, and, and they are going to find it a little bit easier starting out. But then, you know, for, for anyone for anyone that is feeling, you know, that they're not particularly confident in those situations, um, I felt exactly the same way. And um, and, it, you know, 
whilst it, it may it may make it a little bit harder getting started in the long run you, you're going to be able to power through that and you're going to be able to really build on that and and to get to gain that confidence in a, in every area of the of the of the fitness business yeah i think you make a, you know a really good point actually over the last couple of uh, sentences that you've just sort of said there you know maybe it's a good idea to sort of clarify and to get some clarity with yourself as to what you're not actually confident in so you you know quite clearly said there that um it was more around the outreach that you weren't so confident in you know so almost that's like okay so that's the bit i'm not confident what can i do about that well thankfully there's so many places that we can look now can't we for experience advice etc yeah et um but yeah, I think, de yeah definitely yeah you know as a as opposed to just thinking i'm not confident period it's actually well is it for everything or is it just this one particular part so you almost break things down to make thing to make things seem a little bit easier so i would say it's probably quite ballsy to say that you're going to go in on your own and set up your business because you were quite young to set up your own business um yeah. how did you what what made you decide that you were going to just set up your own business i mean for me i you know, I've never really had any jobs as such. And it, so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a, um, it wasn't something I was used to. So I, I'd had, you know, jobs at college and, and I worked in a bike shop. And then obviously I went and worked in a few gyms and things like this. And I'd done jobs when I was younger. And, um, but I, I never really, you know, I never really sort of had any, any long-term jobs at, at, at that point. And I just, I just felt like I wanted to do, you know, I just wanted to go, go and, and do it by myself, basically. I, I've always, I've always liked the idea of having my own business and, 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 and being responsible for everything I do. And, and so for me, it was a, it was a very natural, uh, a very, you know, it, I didn't make a decision. It's just, it was just what I always knew I wanted to do. Basically. Yeah. It yeah. just really and, Yeah. Um, it, 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 sorry, go on, David. Yeah. So it was, yeah, absolutely. It was just something that I naturally, I always knew I was going to go down the route of setting up my own business and uh yeah so it's just the natural the natural thing for me to do um and can you tell me how and 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 our listeners how you did build your client base because i think that's a something that everybody would find really useful to hear because that is that can be a challenge um if you're not known in the industry and it can be quite daunting um and from my own experience i don't know if you agree it's not an overnight thing not unless you're really famous and you can just command you know loads of people that are going to follow you and then want to come and train with you so what was your strategy for building that client base yeah so i mean for, you know with with what i've done over the years I, I i think um it's quite interesting because it would be quite different to, to the approach that a lot of, a lot uh, you know that a lot of people will be taking now and and different to the approach that i would potentially recommend as well so for me starting out like I opened my own personal training studio within a film studio. So that was my first, you know, that was my first um, attempt at having my own business. And yeah. <clears throat> when you're in the compounds of a film studio, you have to, you know, conventional, the conventional marketing doesn't really exist because, uh, and this is before, you know, a long time before social media and, and things like this as well. So, um, you know, and it, it it really was a, a very heavy reliance on word of mouth, um, which I still think is is the most powerful tool for personal trainers. Um, yeah. And it's it's still where, you know, I, I, I take a couple of personal training clients a year and that's it. And currently, and they're, it's always word of mouth for, for my personal training clients. 
Um, and, you know, looking back to when I first started and I'd opened up this tiny PT studio within the film studio, it was, it was you know, that was the routine for me. Um, so what, what I initially did was, obviously, like I said, there was no social media or anything like that. And I, and I don't think people should rely too heavily on those things either. But I, I, I went round and I knocked on doors, basically. Um, I did leaflet drops within the studio and I knocked on doors. I went round to the offices. I, I let people know that I was, um, that I was at the studio. Um, within the film studio, there's obviously places that you can and you can't go. So I was limited to, the, to certain areas. And obviously there is uh, you know, a limited amount of internal marketing you do. But I, I spoke to as many people as possible. And um, there, was, you know, for, there was a captive audience of people there. There's, you know, it's it's a, a business park, essentially. So um, I was able to get my first few clients quite quickly. And then from there, it was a case of you know, word, word of mouth and referrals until I was up to, you know, at, at, at that point in time, I was training, you know, I was doing probably 50, uh, 50 to 60 personal training sessions a week, something like that. Wow. Wow. And what did you what did you concentrate on when you were having those first few sessions with those people? What was really at the forefront of your mind, apart from obviously giving super duper technical advice? But what were you really concentrating on to be able to, get them to come back to you and recommend? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, client experience is 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 the most important part of it, in my opinion. So obviously there's the result side of things and people want to see results but if they enjoy the experience then it just becomes so much easier for them to recommend people and for them to continue training with you so you know um it's just you know making sure that you're support you know very supportive you're very encouraging and and you know you're doing everything you can so that every single session they look forward to and they they enjoy their time with you um and so they're going to continue to train long term um you know i'd say i'm not i'm not the hardest trainer in the world i don't push people to their, to their limits every session or anything like that because I, I i do feel that you get the best out of you know you get the best out of your clients if they if they're going to enjoy their sessions and if they're going to train consistently and so you know focusing on how to to deliver that is you know in, in my opinion is, is one of the most important things because it does mean you're going to get more referrals and it does mean you're going to get more positive um you know positive feedback basically Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, if you were setting up your business now, do you think there would be any changes um, to what you would kind of do in terms of that process? Would you still follow, you know, that kind of word of mouth, even if you were doing it through social media, through a different medium, would you still kind of follow the same principles, do you think, or would you change things? Yeah, so, <clears throat> I mean, you know, you know, fast forward to now, and I have, you know, I've got a couple of gyms, and I've got an online personal training business, and then I've also, and then I also still do work within the film industry. So, um, you know, at, at that point in time, uh, you know, like I said, I was training doing fifty to sixty per personal training sessions a week, and then I actually worked my way into the into the actual on set, you know, working with film productions, training actors, and I, I worked into that side of things. And and then, you know, w once I did that, you know, I go from doing fifty to sixty sessions a week to just doing one session a day and only having one client at any given time. And so the route there is very different. Um, and it's, it's similar now for my one-on-one -on -one personal training because I will only work with one or two clients a year in person. Um, and that's done on a contract base, basis um, with the film contract. And again, that is word of mouth work. You, you cannot market for that work. You cannot advertise for that work. You know, it's, it's, I get recommended um, and you know, I'm established in that side of things. So, there is, you know, it's a different sort of marketing process around that. 
But with the gyms and with the online training and, and those types of things, which are going to be more similar in terms of like wanting to generate you know, you know, numbers of clients and things like this so that you can work that way. Um, I would be using social media because we do use social media. Um, we run paid advertising, uh, you know, large amounts of paid advertising. And then also we do um, local outreach as well for the local businesses, you know, partnerships, joint ventures, you know, lots of different routes at the moment that are, that are very, you know, that can be very, very successful. Um, for It's much easier now in some respects to to get noticed than it was, you know, all those years ago. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So you, you kind of literally just dropped in there that, you know, you're working with um, actors and things and um, it all sounds very, very um, exciting. So so does your does your kind of service differ when you're dealing with your celebrity clients to when you're dealing with, you know, someone like me, for instance? Do you yeah, so I mean... <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it is different, you know, when you're when you're on those contracts, you, you know, you, you, you work full time for the for the individual. So the, the film studio hires you and you're working full time for that person. So if you only have one client, it's obviously much easier to, um, you know, focus on every, you know, sort of every area of that person's lifestyle, as well as the training itself and to manage every part of it very, very closely. And so, yeah, it, it's definitely a slightly different um, process because obviously when you are training high numbers of clients, you know, having the additional time to manage all, all other elements can be quite challenging. Um, but when you are working with just one person, you can really focus the attention. The, you know, the actual principles, of course, remain the same. Um, you know, you get the, the training is going to be very similar. The nutrition is going to be very similar, but it's a way in which you can deliver and support it that changes. Um, and the main reason, you you know, you, you work in that way with only um, one client at a time in that industry or in, in you know, in some films, I'll, I will have trained more than one. I mean, in, in, in one film in particular, I actually looked after 18 people. But, there you know, there are, um, you know, generally it's going to be working with, with one or two clients and, it's just how you, you, the reason it works that way is be just because you need the flexibility in your schedule to train them when they need to be trained and to, to help them with the nutrition when they need to be helped because the nature of their work is so unpredictable that you have to just be available you have to have that flexibility to make it work i guess so yeah i guess so so are you allowed to name drop come on tell us some you know famous people you've worked well with. i mean I, i've i've trained you know i've trained a lot of people you know i've trained over sort of 50 actors and actresses now in the last um you know 10 years um and you know so people like um chris hemsworth and ryan reynolds and um hugh jackman and jennifer lawrence and jessica chastain i mean loads and loads of different people to varying to you know to varying levels of you know some people i will have just done a handful of sessions with because they'll have been at the film studio while i was there so like with chris hemsworth for example i, I did a few sessions with him while he was shooting a, a film at pinewood um whereas with other actors i followed them around the world for four years or three years or whatever it might be so you know to varying levels but you know like I said we you know I've worked with over over 50 actors and actresses now in the last 10 years. Wow so you've you've uh, you've, um, you've been able to train uh, actors and actresses and travel the world that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, well so you know the, 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 the travel on you know the travel with the films is the best and the worst part of, uh, it's the best and the worst bit about the work in some respects because um it, 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 it you know it makes it difficult to uh, to sustain that alongside having a relatively normal life it, you know yeah. in my experience for some people that's no issue and, and and that's absolutely fine but you know I'm married I've got children 
And so the travel side of things becomes, you know, a little bit less attractive as, as you know, your business progresses, as your, you know, as other areas in your life progress. I mean, if I look back a few years, there'd, there'd be years where I was abroad for 11 months in a, in a, in a year. Um, you know, the, 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 the average contract length on a film might be five or six months and you might be abroad the whole time. If you do two films in a year or three films in a year, then in, I think in 2012, I was at home for three weeks. Wow. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's when you have to decide, okay, so you've put your, you, you know, you've sort of put your heart and soul into your business and it's like, okay, you really need to sort of commit to it. Um, and uh, I guess you need a really supportive network at home um, that are, you know, kind of going to, because they're almost kind of doing the journey with you really, aren't they? In terms of, you know, building that business, even though they're not directly involved yeah. in that face to face, it's, it's, I guess it's really important to have somebody if you are, you know, in a relationship or whatever, and, and you've got commitments that are prepared to kind of be that, you know, be that rock for you, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, when when the children were younger, we we we'd go away as a you know as a family together. You know, I've got um, kids at school. I've got my daughters at school now. So, but before that, you know, if I was on a film contract and they were away for, you know, eight weeks or twelve weeks, we we would we would all go and. Um, and and you know that was it that made it a lot more manageable obviously um yeah. i'm very very I'm, I'm i'm incredibly fortunate i've got a very good team of personal trainers that work with me and so now you know if we get offered you know a job training you know training someone in saudi arabia for six months or something like this i can i can actually send uh, another trainer and I, so i don't have to do all of the i don't have to do all of the training myself which is you know it's a very fortunate position to be in so, well, yeah, or, or, you know, we could say that all of that hard work has paid off if you're able to employ people. How many people do you employ or do you work, work with? Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I haven't, I've, never, I've never counted it up. Um, so it, it, I've got with, within the two gyms, um, I think there's seven or eight people. Um, yeah. within, within the film personal training, there's two or three coaches who are my go-to. And then right. for, my on, for my online business, for the online fitness business, I think there's about 16 people in that at the moment. Wow, that's absolutely incredible! Absolutely incredible, and uh, very inspirational. Um, how have you found this last year? Uh, yeah, it's, it's been tough. Uh, <laughs> I think any any personal trainer, anyone that works in fitness, will have seen they'll have yeah. experienced experienced a lot of challenges over the last uh, twelve months. Um, and and you know that's no different for me. You know we've had two gyms closed for what ten months of you know in the last twelve or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, and so certain elements of it have been very challenging. Um, we, we, you know, the online side of things is, has grown in the last 12 months. Um, as, as gyms close, more people are unsure of how to train at home and, and, and having more support and guidance around that obviously has been a big part of what we've done. And then also, you know, there's, there's exemptions, certain exemptions within the film industry. So we have been able to continue on some of that work as well. Um, the exemptions within the film industry, they, they have very, very strict um covid testing protocols and stuff like this so it yeah. does allow for that it is allowed for that industry to continue at, you know to a certain extent yeah and so you had an online business before lockdown yeah all right okay yeah. okay yes yeah. right. so, so I, I actually i started online personal training in 2012 um and it was the year that i was abroad the most and that you know the reason i the reason i started doing it then was it was that transition between, you know, for me being a very busy personal trainer to, uh, you know, of a fixed location to being someone who had no fixed location. And mm -hmm. I still wanted to continue to, to work with more than just one person at a time. 
and mm-hmm. so online training was the only way I could do that and so I was I was I was working on a film I was in Atlanta in Atlanta um in Georgia and it was like hammering it down with rain and you know I was in this trailer and it was just like you know for days and I, I just rather than just like watch stuff on Netflix and wait for my next session I thought right I'm going to be a bit more productive than this and so I started the online personal training stuff then in, in 2012. Well, that was um, really um, you know a, a really sort of forward thinking uh, thing for you to do um, and you know how did that did that take off quite quickly or, or was it a bit of a slow pro process? No I mean that took off quite quickly um, yeah. You know, at, at, at that time, I was doing a lot of, uh, I was actually doing a, a, you know, or just afterwards, I did a big press tour for one of the films I worked on. So I worked on a film, uh, The Wolverine, um, and I did the press tour for it. So I traveled the world on the press tour and did interviews in all over the place and did some big TV appearances and things like that. So, you know, my website at the time, it had even got a lot of traffic and stuff like that. So that side did grow um it, it grew um relatively quickly yeah and then through this period have you have you found has it given you an advantage i would say because you've already kind of doing the whole online thing that you you know you were able to just adapt you know have your team also adapted to online or you know have they you know been been doing like you know one-on-one outside stuff when they can yeah, so I mean, it's it's quite interesting because as you know, as personal trainers were forced to to not d- deliver personal training in person in the same way, mm. that you know, there's there's been that big transition to like Zoom personal or you know, video personal training and this type of thing. With uh, with our with my online personal training business, that's not what we do, um, and so we haven't changed that business at all um, in the last in the last few years in the sense of. Um, we haven't, you know, adapted it due to COVID. We've continued to do it in the same way that we've, that we've, you know, that we've, that we've been doing it. Obviously, the pro- the way in which we work is always developing and always improving. But we don't, you know, we don't do Zoom training or we don't do any of those types of things within that business. Um, the the people that work with us, our clients in that business, are, you know, they're they're slightly different to to the gym crowds. And so with with the gyms themselves, yes, we do run Zoom sessions and yes, we do run those types of things because. Um, it's, it's more in line with the, you know, the, the experience that client is used to and, and potentially that that person wants versus people that are looking more of a, uh, you know, a programming and coaching versus an actual personal training, uh, you know, and, and the, the, the two, you know, the two things are quite different in my experience. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it's very, very interesting, actually, very interesting, your, uh, your, uh, whole take on that. So in terms of, in terms of David and kind of the plans for your business, um, let's kind of forward pace ourselves a few months and you know things are beginning to return back to whatever our new normal is going to be. What are your plans for the future? Yeah, so I'm you know, whilst while it's whilst it's been a tough year, I'm I'm incredibly optimistic about what you know about the future for personal trainers um and for you know for health and fitness businesses in general because one thing that the last 12 months has done massively um, is is really emphasize the importance of being healthy right <laughs> and it sounds it sounds fairly obvious the importance of being healthy but you know i do think that there you know there is more understanding around the benefits of it now you know aside from just being you know aside from whether someone's obese or not obese or whether someone is overweight or not overweight you know once people start to understand the um the, the you know the real benefits of being healthier, being fitter, 
being at a healthy weight, looking after, you know, looking after yourself with the correct nutrition and, and these types of things. Um, I do think that, you know, health and fitness is going to see a really, a really good surge over the next few years. And I do hope that that will continue long past that as well. Um, I hope it's something that, you know, the government will get, you know, get behind as well and, and, you know, really help to encourage people and emphasize the importance of it. Um, so I do think it's an area that's going to really grow. I think there'll probably be changes within how, you know, how the industry operates. Um, I don't think that, you know, I certainly don't think that personal training is, is you know, there's always going to be a really, really strong per, uh, place for personal training. And just because things are having to be done online at the moment doesn't mean that that's, that's going to stay the same for, you know, for one-on-one personal training and group training and things like that. Um, for anyone that runs fitness businesses, they'll have seen as soon as there was, re- you know, as soon as within these lockdowns, there were kind of releases where we could start to do things again. We saw massive floods of people joining in and it just shows that people do, you know, I mean, in my experience, it shows um, that people will return and they will return quickly and um, and we'll get we'll get more people that maybe haven't done that side of things before. Maybe they were just a gym, you know, a, a gym goer before. But now they realize that actually if they want to be more productive with their time and and get more out of it, then they're going to they're going to seek a bit more expertise and support. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I think it's something I, I think it's something as simple as particularly like through the first lockdown when the weather was a little bit kinder to us. I think people have benefited from simply going out for a walk because people have thought, I can't stay indoors all day. I can't sit in front of a laptop all day. I'm going to get out and walk. And for I think people have really begun to understand the correlation between moving and feeling mentally better about themselves, if that makes sense. So I agree with you. I think there is going to be um, a, a real surge in this um, sector and I'm, you know, I'm glad that you feel that way um, and you know what would you say would be and, and we'll, we'll kind of bring this to a close what would you say with all your experience and n- you know none of us have got a, a you know a crystal ball but what would be your your one bit of advice for anybody that's maybe a gym owner um, kind of struggling with the challenges right now or someone that is looking to come into the sector or someone that is qualified and, and normally employed in a gym, what would be the one bit of advice that you would give? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, that there's advice I'll give right now. And then there's advice I'll give in, you know, in a few months when things reopen, I think for now it's a case of just trying to, you know, keep yourself established as, um, as an expert in what you do in the area you are. Um, and I think that's the most important thing is, to continue to continue to promote and con- continue to be very active, so that when things do reopen, that that you know you will be front and center of mind. I think that's the most important thing for now. Um, and then you know moving forwards from there, I think you know if someone's looking to come into personal training and and, and set themselves up as a personal trainer, just having a re- uh, you know a, a good a, a very clear idea of of you know how they want to work, where they want to work. Um, and having a you know having a really good understanding of the foundations about you know around what what it what it's going to take to to be successful in personal training, um, and you know have, having a really good uh, yeah, understanding of, of of the areas that they need to to focus on to get to that point. So a lot of people they just think about their actual clients and their sessions, but you know just you know being being very productive in managing your your time, your diary, your marketing, your outreach, the location in which you're training clients. Because I do think there's going to be some changes around some of those things. So just being, you know, just w- when we do get the opportunity to reopen and, and to go back to whatever the normal is going to be, it's just having everything organized so that you can hit the ground running. 
Definitely. I think that's really, really good advice. And as well as making sure that you are correctly qualified, I think you, I'm sure you would agree is really, really um, important. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> David, it's been an absolute pleasure to um, speak to you. And at some point, um, I'm really hoping that we'll be able to uh, meet in person one day. Um, and, you know, maybe maybe I can, you know, come and meet Thor or someone or, you know, someone <laughs> famous. That'd be really cool. But no one's ever said that to you before, have they? <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, it, it's funny because we, we bring, you know, a lot of these, a lot of the actors that we train, they come and train in, in you know, in the gyms. And yeah. so we'll often have the members and people say, oh, that looked like so-and-so. And it's like, yeah, that's because, you know, it's because it was so-and-so. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's, always quite, it's always quite a funny one. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Well, it's been really uh, delightful to speak to you. And I'm so pleased that you are um, doing well. Um, and that is, you know, probably because of your great positive mental attitude. Um, and uh, we should catch up very soon. Fantastic. No, I really appreciate it, Susie. Uh, Susie, thanks very much for having me on. Thank you for your time. Take care. You too.